Howdy. It's Aj again. Back in your ear with some more highfalutin excellence. Tonight I want to talk to you about the holy instant. Tonight I want to talk to you about now. That thing we keep overlooking. In search of a better now. That will never come. Because this is the only now. How does the Sermon on the Mount go? Take no thought for the morrow, O ye faithless ones. For the evils of tomorrow shall take care of themselves. Look at the lilies of the field. This is a very Ajashantified uh, paraphrasing that you're about to hear because I don't have the quote right in front of me and I don't generally memorize these things. So this is a very Ajashantified paraphrasing. Uh, <sighs> Look at the lilies of the field. Does your father not clothe them beautifully? Does your father not care for them and feed them? Do the flowers and the trees have anxiety about tomorrow? Or are they cared for by a greater intelligence that is beyond themselves? That is beyond their limited biology. Are they not provided for? Well, that's easy for a flower, right? What about a whole human being? Isn't it a little bit more complicated? Don't I have to think about tomorrow? Well, this is where we take the readings from spiritual texts like Christianity and I don't know Hinduism and Judaism and Buddhism and we update them to me it's all the same religion anyhow it's all pointing to the same message um, but you take those readings and you update them for your own experience otherwise they become stultified and they become dogma and so, can we take no fearful thought for the morrow? Sure, this human being has thoughts for the morrow, but they're not fearful. I have no anxiety. Because I'm grounded. I'm grounded here. You're grounded here too, but your unwillingness to see that makes it seem like you're not. And so you might as well not be grounded here if you don't want to be. But the moment you want where you are, the moment that you want what you have, is the moment that you get what you want. <laughs> in very, very vague and esoteric terms. The optimal position to manifest from is a position of gratitude, is a position of recognition that you already have what you need. There, how's that? Then you can create exactly what you want because you realize that you've always been doing that. But if you don't accept your reality, 
you don't accept responsibility for your reality, if you're not grounded in your reality today, you kill your power to create your tomorrow. Because you're not accepting that you're already creating your today. moment that's recognized and accepted then you can take no fearful thought for the morrow there's simply a plan uh, a blueprint that you might have for future experience and then there is grateful peaceful action towards it in the now And you really ought to try this for yourself. I can, I don't know, give you the very particular details of how this human experience, this personal human experience has transformed dramatically for what one might consider the positive as a result of simply allowing myself to be grounded here and now. Perhaps taking some thought for the morrow, but no fearful ones. So faithful thought then, we'll say, thought that is infused with the energy of faith, which is a certainty that what is, is what is meant to be, that there cannot be any other way. So that's where faith comes in. Not faith in your ego, not faith in your intellect's ability to manifest things because that will lead you astray sometimes your intellect will get certain things right and then other times it'll screw up royally because it's being corrupted by other influences but faithful thought thought that is infused with faith brings about the kingdom in those terms whereas thought I don't I don't care how uh, how lofty they are. Thought that is infused with fear is always going to be destructive. Action that is infused with fear is always going to be destructive. Because it's coming from a place of the dream. It's coming from a place of illusion. That there is a separate individual entity that needs to take the reins and take the wheel and direct things itself and make the positive reality, make the better, better world come about. And so that's a fundamental rejection of this. That's a fundamental rejection of the holy instant, of this now. I've got to make it better. I'm going to get more for myself. I'm going to make my world the way it should be. That's neuroticism, that's fear, and that's delusion. In the holy instant, all of that dissolves.
in the holy instant, it's obvious that, in the words of the Bible, I and the Father are one. Or, in modern, more scientific terms, organism and environment are the same thing. You cannot have an organism without the environment. An environment is just a description of the surroundings of an organism. They are the same thing. There is no one without the other. So there is no separation. The separation is just arbitrary. It's mental. It's like the separation of your fingers. It's just words. You look at your hand. It's not. There's no demarcation. <laughs> from where your wrist ends and your hand begins and where your hand ends and your fingers start. Those are just social demarcations that we have. The difference between the organism and the environment is the difference of language. Meaning the borders are on the maps, but not the territories. There is a socially agreed upon border between Florida and Texas that does not exist in reality. There's a socially agreed upon border between what you call yourself and what you call the world that exists socially and mentally, but not in reality. This is not for me to convince you. In the holy instant, this is obvious. In the holy instant, it's obvious that this is all one thing. But the ego does not live in the holy instant. The ego lives for tomorrow. And so it never recognizes that what it's looking for is already here. Because what the ego is looking for is eternity. The ego wants to live forever. It wants permanence. It wants security. It wants eternity. It can never have it because it is constantly ignoring eternity. This is eternity. It's already this. This is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. You're in eternity right now. This is the holy instant. This is what you're looking for. But your ego thinks eternity and permanence and stability is to be found in circumstances. If I just get into the right circumstances, then things will be okay. Then I can have a good, long, happy life. And that's a story. That's a dream. It's delusion. I'm not telling you to stop dreaming that dream. Because you're already dreaming that dream. I'm not telling you to stop. I'm simply pointing it out. Because when you move lucidly in the dream, it's a much more enjoyable experience. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> if you're unaware of the fact that you're in a dream, if you're unconscious, it's suffering. It's not a dream, it's a nightmare. And then you will forever be chasing your own tail. You will forever be the donkey with the carrot on the end of a stick attached to its head. Chasing something that's right in front of you that you will never reach because you already have it. This is not to say 
future-oriented action does not have its place. It's just that uh, it's just that the boss's son, <laughs> that's what we'll call him, the big J guy, Jesus, the boss's son had a very extreme way of communicating what he wanted to say to people. And so because he existed in a time, and it's still like this, but he existed in a time where ego was so strong, where future orientation was so imperative and so obsessive and so neurotic and pervasive, the best way to dispel that illusion was to say things like, don't think about the future at all. Be present now. Don't think about the future at all. Now, mastery comes in when you are able to realize that you can think about the future and still be completely grounded now. You can manifest tomorrow and still be completely grounded today. That's faith. Not faith in yourself, not faith in your ego, your limited conception of your identity, because that's ineffectual and powerless and neurotic and stupid, although it will claim credit for everything that everything good that happens in your life. You'll say, I did that. And then everything negative that happens, it goes, no, that's not that's not me. That's I'm not responsible for that. If I bake a pie and it burns, it's the oven's fault. It's not me. Not that, not that will, not my will, not the ego of me, not the will of me or my ego, but thine. Not my will, but thine be done. The will of the greater intelligence. What greater intelligence? Do you beat your heart? Do you grow your hair? Do you grow the trees? Do you make the sunshine? No. You're not in charge of that. I said this all in the last episode. All of the things that are essential to your survival, you are not in charge of. Your body has its own innate intelligence built up by evolution and thousands and thousands of eons of interaction and selection. Your body has its own internal intelligence system built up by, I don't know what you would call it, the will of the universe. Who should decide that, you, that your body should function that way or that it should work or that it could accept oxygen and not nitrogen or whatever? Who should decide that? Not you, not your will, thine. The will of the collective, the greater intelligence, which is not separate from the moment, which is not separate from the holy instant. You place your faith in that and you don't need to think about tomorrow. You don't need to think fearfully about tomorrow. You don't need to think about tomorrow at all. <laughs> Trust me. If you walk with enough faith, you don't need to think about tomorrow at all. However, if you want some icing on the cake of your reality, because trust me, your needs will be provided for always in the moment. You always have exactly what you need in the moment. 
regardless of what your thoughts tell you, you have exactly what you need right now. But if you want icing on top of the cake, you can take thought for the morrow. Just don't let your fear get mixed in. Don't let neuroticism mix in with it. Let those thoughts be grounded with the energy of faith. Let those actions be peaceful. Story time. This groundedness, this utter faith is what allowed me one year ago to walk through the very middle of a gang confrontation with several guns in my face without, without even so much as a flinch. I might have someone on the podcast later to corroborate this, but I've had guns in my face. I didn't flinch. There was no thought for a morrow or fear I knew that the greater will would not dispose of this human being in that moment. I can't tell you how I knew, I just knew. There was just simple faith. And so I walked right through the middle of a gang confrontation with several guns in my face without so much as batting an eye. This happened about a year ago. And luckily, I have a friend there who saw it, so I can prove it to you. <laughs> but it's not a big deal. I'm not going to. I'm not going to take my ego. I'm not going to let my ego take credit for that. It wasn't me that did that. It was not my will. It was thine. That I should live through that experience, and be able to speak about it. So a walk of faith, if I were to put it into words, the best way to describe my state of mind as I walk in faith everywhere I go is that I already have everything that I need. I have been provided for by the greater will, everything that I need. So is everyone else. But I'm just going to speak about me, this human being that's speaking to you now already has everything that it needs and everything that I want is coming. How do I know this? Because I'm in the optimal position to receive it. Grounded here today, grateful here today. 
That's the best position to create your reality tomorrow is in complete and utter presence and gratitude for this moment. That's the only way that you, the collaboration of the greater intelligence and the egoic intelligence, let's call them, can create your can co-create your reality. Let's call it. You are co-creating your reality along with the total uh, intelligence. But if you don't accept the reality you're in today, at this moment, you stultify your power to create tomorrow. Because you're refusing it. You're refusing it. If you reject your reality now, which you created, you which you co-created along with all of the universe, which you conspired, conspire means to breathe together. Breath is very associative with life, which you conspired to bring life to. If you reject it, if you reject your reality today, you can't create your tomorrow. Because you're removing, you're refusing that power. You're refusing that responsibility that you are creating your tomorrow today, right now. And that you're free to. We'll speak more about manifestation in later episodes, but I feel myself getting off the topic of the holy instant. And so maybe that just means that I've said all that I need to say on it. This is eternity. You don't need to seek for it. You don't need to take thought for tomorrow. You sure can. I'm not telling you to stop, but you don't need to. You have everything you need now. Move forward with that. That is all. Good night.